Welcome to That Food and Wine Show with Nerida Conway. You're listening to That Food and Wine Show. I'm Nerida Conway. I'm sitting here with the Gin Queen. Very exotic name. And it's a very exotic looking lady that's sitting in front of me. <laughs> How are you, Caroline? I'm good, thank you, Nerida. Good. Now, you have a beautiful accent. It sounds like the Queen's English. Really? Yes. <laughs> I, everyone back home thinks that I've lost my accent. But, um, yeah, I'm originally from the UK, but um, very proud to be Australian now. I have my passport. Did you? Have you done the little Vegemite test? Uh, no, not Vegemite, but, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's always Marmite for me, but yes. <laughs> See, not a true Aussie then, just saying. So how did you wind up in Australia? Uh, I came over with my ex-partner's work. Um, this will be, this is our eighth year. We came over um, to Melbourne. We were originally going to go to Sydney, but we decided that Melbourne was more us, and I absolutely love it. It's definitely home. So. Oh, that's awesome. And you say you came over with your ex-partner's work. What is your connection to gin, and how did this gin journey begin? Um, I've always enjoyed gin. Um, I think I was, um, when I first arrived, I was doing a little writing on the side and starting to investigate what was happening with the Australian distilling scene. And at the time, this is back in 2013, when I first uh, started writing about gin, there were only about six Australian gins sort of readily available. So I was just doing lots of research on that and tasting and friends just said, oh, you should, you should, you should set up a website um, about gin. So I did. Oh, well, I have to say that I didn't feel like gin was a, a trendy thing until probably the last three years or so. And it feels like all of a sudden we've got so much more knowledge about it and there's been a bunch of distillers pop up everywhere. And, I mean, I'm going to say that you're partly to do with the success of the spread of gin because people like you bring our attention to it and make gin fun, I guess. Um, and we like knowing about things that we drink and eat. Uh, but how did you start sort of investigating everything that you needed to know to put on your website? I think I just went out, first of all, I went to places like the Gym Palace. So manager Trish Brew is an absolute font of knowledge. Um, just went out and started talking to bartenders initially, see what they were doing. Um, and then just really started to research the distilleries. When I started, like I said, there were only about six um, I started roughly around the same week that Four Pillars launched their possible campaign. Um, so I've really sort of followed their journey. Um, and then obviously they set the, uh, set the tone and lots and lots of distilleries have followed on from there. And like you say, people are interested in where their food and wine mostly comes from. And now we're seeing an interest in where spirits are, are made. And I can't believe how different some gin tastes to another. Yeah. I mean, I'm by no means an aficionado. Gin is my favourite spirit, no question. Uh, but I was recently, I think, at my local Dan Murphy and I was having a ta- I had a tasting of gin and I tasted, you know, just your stock standard um, Gordons, uh, which actually I quite like, yeah. <laughs> uh, especially the pink one. Um, and then they also had the ink one, with the, yeah. which goes blue, which yeah. was fascinating. Yeah. Um, and they were all very, very different. And, uh, yeah, I, I just... There was actually one that was kind of... I'm not going to mention it, but it's very well known and very popular, and I didn't like it. Yeah. And I thought, gosh, I never knew that I had a gin palette. <laughs> I think that's the interesting thing when people, there are still people out there, believe me, who, who say they don't like gin, and my argument is always, uh, you can't say you don't like gin, you just haven't found the gin that's right yeah. for you. I like a particular style of gin, which is very heavy with juniper, mm. uh, but some people like more floral gins, like yeah. uh, Hendrix or um, Poor Tom's, which is an Australian one. Mm. 
Um, so I think it's just you haven't found the right gym for you. And distillers are very clever at, you know, making their mark by using different ingredients, either whether it's local botanicals or, you know, botanicals from around the world to give it a distinct, um, you know, difference, point of difference. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is that when it comes to tonic, there's tonic and there's tonic. Yeah. That was another thing I've recently learned, that not all tonics are the same. Uh, and then I was horrified to learn that there's about as much sugar in normal tonic as there is in a can of Coke. And I had a heart attack and thought, well, given that I'm madly trying to shed about 10 kilos, that's not going to be my friend unless I'm going to be a teetotaler. However, um, I, and also I can taste NutraSweet, so I can't yeah. drink the sugar-free drinks because I can still taste it and it's not a pleasant thing. But I've discovered, drum roll, <laughs> gin and soda. I love gin and soda. Oh, my gosh. Gin and soda with a good squeeze of fresh lime. Yeah. That is my favourite drink. Tom Collins. Yeah, pretty much a Tom Collins oh, there. So gin and soda um, with some lime juice and a little bit of sugar syrup. Not too much. Um, but yeah, super refreshing. The other thing I really like as an alternative to tonic on a really, really hot Australian day is gin and ginger ale. Oh. It's just like, particularly with some of the sort of spicier gins, yes. it's really, um, yeah, really That's delicious. That's a great idea. What spicier gins would go with that? Um, Ophir is, is one um, that you can get from Dan's. It's got a little sort of string. Um, yeah, anything, uh, Bass and Flinders have got a, a spicy gin as well, but anything like that. Um, you can make a red snapper, which is basically a Bloody Mary, but instead of using Ooh. vodka, you use gin, so you get one of your five a day in there. That's my, that's my favourite <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's lots of things. You don't have to have tonic, and I do get that, that... Um, I've had a few people come to masterclasses who are like, I really don't like gin, I really don't like gin. And then we actually do the taste and they say, oh, I've just realised it's not the gin I don't like, it's the tonic. The tonic yeah. But there, like you mentioned, there's been a huge resurgence in tonics and now there's a, a wide array of tonics that are made with a lot of natural ingredients, no high fructose corn syrup, which yeah. is the nasties, yeah, yeah. Um, lots more natural flavours. So the, the flavour of the gin really shines through rather than all those, um, you know, fake flavours. Yeah. yeah. Now... What is your year like? Like, what does what's involved in day to day being the gin queen? Day to day being the gin queen. Oh, a day in the life could be anything. At the moment, I'm trying to organise my website, um, but I've got lots of masterclasses this year, um, which is great. It's what I love doing. You know, helping people find their gin. I'm doing a great uh, event for International Women's Day because we're starting to see uh, female distillers really coming to the fore in Australia. So I've got three exceptional female distillers um, who are going to be on a panel for, for that. Um, I spend a lot of time uh, working on Junipalooza, which is the big gin festival that I own and run. That's at the end of October. Yes. We're moving to a new venue. so Which is very, very brave to run any of these festivals. I mean, you really are having a leap of faith by doing that, and it's worked out so well. Well, it's our third year in Australia, but it's actually fifth year um, in London. So um, the boys have got, my business partners uh, from the Gin Foundry have got a really great uh, format. So we're three, this is our fourth year this year, so we kind of know what we're doing, but the new venue is going to take things to the next level. Oh, wow. Whereabouts is it? Um, it's going to be at Pier 1 in, in Docklands. Oh, how fantastic. What a great spot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. And when people, okay, talk us through what happens, where they buy tickets and tell me all about it. So tickets are about to go online. If you go to junipalooza.com, you can grab your tickets there. Probably in the next week or so, we'll have early birds going on. Um, the format of Junipalooza is that um, we have uh, distillers from all over the world. So we've got someone coming from Sweden, 
uh, we'll have someone from Sri Lanka, um, as well as a, a huge array of Australian distillers. We don't uh, offer stands to anybody who can't sell, send their distillers, so you really are meeting the maker. It's wow. very much about provenance and meeting the person who's come up with the recipe and uh, you know produce the gin um, and then you can try the gin neat or you'll get a, a, um, a gin with a little splash of tonic and mm. um, there'll be lots of opportunities to talk to, st- to distillers and we'll be can running masterclasses yeah absolutely they can buy gin yeah. um, I think we sell on average a bottle of gin per person wow. for the that doesn't sound event. like enough to me but anyway <laughs> um, then we'll have lots of food we've got Burn City Smokers doing the food oh, again this year really? so yeah so it's really good fun it's two days um just great opportunity to meet like-minded gin lovers as well how much are the tickets i think the early birds are going to be uh, 35 dollars right, thereabouts yeah yeah okay well that's awesome that's yeah. great value yeah it really is yes uh well i'm super excited and the other thing that i've re- recently discovered i guess is using gin with other things in cocktails and we just touched yeah. upon the coffee one and also yeah. the bronies um but what is something for, you know, if you've got people coming over for a dinner party and you want to impress them oh, with easy. some little thing that's easy. going to t- knock their socks off, and I don't mean get them drunk, because no, no, no. that would be uncool if they couldn't taste your beautiful food. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what um, shall I make? The perfect welcome drink. Or oh, actually, this is one of my favourites, um, is a French 75. Okay. Um, so gin, uh, so you can probably pre-batch some of it, so gin... Uh, lemon juice, bit of uh, simple syrup, which yes. is sugar syrup, yeah. topped up with champagne. <gasps> it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, my beautiful. goodness. Yeah. Okay. Oh. It's the perfect kind of combination of it's just enough and it's just kind of celebratory, but it also gives you a little bit of a sort of pep. Um, and, it's, and it looks with a twist of lemon on the top, and it looks really beautiful when you Divine. serve it to guests. Divine. Well, that sounds like it needs one of those little maraschino cherries in, you know, dropped in like 80s style, I guess. <laughs> bit of twist of lemon. I like mine with a twist of lemon. Twist of lemon, yeah, right. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah, I'm very, very excited about all the different gins. And, in fact, a boy that I grew up with in Perth, he's not a boy, he's a man now, uh, James Young has got oh, Old Young's Distillery. James, I know James well. Yes. I know James well, yes. Well, he was kind of, you know, always running events and always very entrepreneurial um, growing up, but certainly the he's gin doing is just very well. a new thing. Yeah. And he keeps winning award he, after he's award. He's winning heaps of awards. Yeah. He's done some amazing collaborations with the Tippling Club in Singapore. Yeah. Um, he's just released one of the oldest whiskies in Australia that has yeah. actually kind of, it's called Journeyman, that's actually kind of gone around three different distilleries to age. Wow. Um, so yeah, definitely, um, definitely yeah. seek that out. But yeah, very talented distiller. Yes, and again, he started, he didn't do that straight out of school or anything no I mean he came on board late in the piece I think that's most distillers they're looking for um, a passion they're looking for a change of change of job Um, lots of distillers in the world tend to have a chemical uh, chemist background or chemical engineering Um, but we're definitely seeing some of the sort of younger um, so Brogan Carr is one of our um, younger distillers. She's recently opened Brogan, Brogan's Way Distillery in Richmond. Uh, she's like 23. Um, she's one of the most qualified distillers. She's just done her Harriet Watt um, distilling uh, masters, I think. Wow. Um, incredible palette. Um, yeah, so there's lots of younger people coming through, but generally it tends to skew towards an older um, age range people looking for a complete sea change or tree change and and when you think about it you know back in the olden days 
uh, I'm thinking of my pop when I say this, you know, they would kind of whip up their own moonshine. Absolutely. Slash gin, yeah. slash whatever it might have been. Yeah. I think that probably would have been illegal. <laughs> you definitely have to have a distilling licence now. Um, but yeah, I think that's most people have got a story about yes. one of their family members knocking up some limoncello or something. And uh, the apple cider, I've got vivid memories as a child of going over to my pops and having you know, literally an explosion that sounded like a bomb going off in the, in the linen press and suddenly, you know, the apple cider has exploded <laughs> and my nana would be very unimpressed. <laughs> I bet. Mess in the linen press, that's not a good idea. No. Well, it's been so beautiful chatting to you, Caroline, and can you please just tell us again where people can find you because, I mean, you're open to doing all kinds of um, guest speaking and um, tastings, um, anything, and, and such a beautiful lady. So what's your details? So if you just hop onto the website, it's um, or follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah, happy to talk to anybody, but yeah. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, thank you for chatting to us today. No worries, Nerida. Thank you. You're listening to that Food & Wine Show. I'm Nerida Conway. For more snackable content, visit thatfoodandwineshow.com.au.